All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. This is the Beard Has Bad. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, and uh, of course, tonight I'm your lovely, lovely host, Adam. And uh, over there, over there in, in Wisconsin, so is, lovely. Uh, so lovely. The, the the lovelier host, Chad, <laughs> up in Wisconsin. Not er. Uh huh. Not er or ist. Uh no, Jake is the loveliest. I was waiting. <laughs> I was giving him the shot to pick the loveliest. And sitting right next to me uh, with the occasional hand job is Jake. Hey, Jake. Adam, you definitely have the prettiest mouth. That's true. I do. Looks like you just put up a a little bit of a cock block between you guys. Absolutely. (laughs) Stop touching me. Stop touching me. It's not nice. So uh, tonight we are going to talk some sports. We had the big game this weekend. Of course, well, we had big games at NFL week one. Awesome sauce uh, this weekend. Some good yeah, games. hell yeah. We had Bears Packers. Uh, we have the Cubs in trying as much as they can to give up first place. Uh, so we got a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. But first, we have a beer. First, the beer. Chad, what beer are we doing tonight, Chadillac? We are doing a Wisconsin brew, Central Waters out of Amherst, Wisconsin. It is their uh, Scotch Ale. Because that's our theme this month. Yes, it is Scotch Ale Month, and this is aged in bourbon barrels. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I can say ahead of opening this one that I did accidentally cheat on you guys with this with this beer, uh, but I'm not going to say anything more about it until we start drinking it, other than to say I think you guys will love it. It, uh, well, the one we had last week was Asian bourbon barrel. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Correct. I correct. think that's the, unless you really like PD scotch, I think the safe way when you're looking for scotch ales, look for one that was aged in bourbon barrels. Yep. Hey, pass me a beer. All right. So we got this beer. Um, smells it with uh, Jake. You want to, you want to, you want to sniff it and tell us what you think of it? Oh, one I'm, beer. Gonna, I'm going in. Ready. Oh, nice, lovely head. Nice and thick and foamy. Let me get a little smell here. That's what she said. Hmm. Hmm. Sticking that thing all up in your nose. Definitely getting the bourbon. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, it smells like any other bourbon <laughs> bourbon barrel aged beer that we have. Yeah, it almost smells like a bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah. Smells very good. Hmm. Smells delish. Now, we, we have talked about Central Waters before. They're one of the largest uh, barrel owners, basically, in the country behind um, Founders, right? Behind Founders, yep. Yeah. So, Are those the top two, Chad? The, uh, as far as craft, brew, craft beer, um, bourbon or barrel-aged breweries go, yes. Founders and Central Waters. And, fa- you- and the difference between the barrels between these two breweries is amazing, when you consider that Central Waters has the second most barrels. Yeah. Founders has a shot ton. Okay, Jake. One beer. What are you saying? What are you smelling, Jake? What are you smelling, Jake? Stop looking at scores, Jake. <laughs> I'm looking at football. I didn't know there was a game tonight. I looked it up and I didn't find it. Oh, yeah. I got to turn it on. This smells good. I don't know. Just sort Ra- of a uh, Ravens Bengals, right? Just get an oaky yeah. bourbon smell. Yeah. Oh, and that's I'm what I'm. Um, Two beers. I still got a decent head over here. I'm I'm going in. Me too. Mm. Very boozy. Very boozy. 
Jed. Previous. Holy shit, 21 to 7 already? Yeah. All right, let's focus on the beer and we can get to the sports. Come on, people. Okay, uh, back to the beer for un segundo. Um, I do agree with you guys that this has a very strong bourbon barrel aged stout smell to it. However, I can smell um, a very, very faint peatiness, but it's in a, it's in a really good way. It's the, I think this beer is really, really well balanced between uh, a barrel aged bourbon barrel aged beer and the peat flavor of a Scotch ale. Does this not have an ABV on it? It does. It's 29, I believe. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Hold on. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's IBUs. Holy shit, we're going to die. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I mean, I was still going to drink it. I mean, yeah, I'm still going to drink it. I'm just saying. Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like, holy crap. It is 29 IBUs. It's uh, 12% ABV. 12%. All right. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it was <laughs> boozy. Like, holy shit. It wasn't that boozy. Jeez. <laughs> It says an overall rating on untapped at four point three two. That's pretty strong. That's, that is that is very strong actually. That's eight. Me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. eight hundred plus reviews too. It's not like it's twenty. Hmm. That's no joke. Oh man, do we um, know? Is this something that's released yearly, or how long it's been going on? Any ideas? I I don't think it's a. I think it's a regular. It's a regular oh. brewer's reserve. So they they brew it once a year. Yeah, it's once not a year, year round. So it's not available year round, but it's not like it's you know, it's not super rare. You can get it every you can get it every year, but they don't brew it all year long. Mm. And they're pretty they're pretty good about that. Uh, I love Central Waters. I would say Central Waters is probably in my. We usually talk about the top three breweries. I think Central Waters would be in my top five. Yeah, I could go with that. Yep. Why have one when you can have them both? Um, Jake, you want to tell us what you're going to rate this thing? One beer. Uh, uh, first impressions. First impressions and what you're going to taste it. And then we can go on to uh, our beloved Cubs. Yeah, my first impression is it's going to settle in or, or not settle. It's going to start off with a real real quality 4.0. Hmm. All right. Okay. I am not tasting a whole lot of flavor, though. It's really? Like, it's like flat. It's like... Not flat's not the right word because flat would mean it just doesn't um see I get a lot of that boozy, especially in the aftertaste. Well I get the, I, I love the boozy. I get the boozy, but mm. then it fades and there's nothing left. Mm. It, you're actually you're right there, as Jake would say, it doesn't have long legs. Yeah. The booziness lasts a little while, but the flavor doesn't last all that long. I think it has a really good flavor, but it doesn't last a long time. It doesn't last very long. Uh, I'm going to go with a, um, I'm going to do three, five starting out. I'll say that I get a little gun shy with Scotch ales. So anytime I like them at all, it's like, whoa. Yeah. We haven't had a good experience. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I've only had like two that I liked. Yeah. I shot a whiskey. <laughs> yeah. um, three well, I have, uh, as I mentioned before, I have checked this one in before. I loved this beer. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay strong on this one at a oh. four seven five. Hold on, he almost threw up all over my desk in here. <laughs> you hear that? I need to tell. Uh, okay, well, sorry. Well, 
<laughs> what are you giving it? Uh, I'm starting out at a four seven five. I won't give away yet what I did check this in beer. Check yeah. this in. Check this beer in as strong oh. previously. Me smalls. All right, so we are going to. Yeah, <laughs> I say that to my uh, my kids. That I coach all the time, and they don't know what I'm yeah, talking about. They have about. no idea what that means. They just look at me with blank faces. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, real quick, before we move on to to the Cubs, what glasses? What What are you guys drinking out of tonight? What kind of glasses? I got the one you gave me, Chad. Okay. Uh, Stout glass. Yeah. That's a uh, Bjorn Jolie and a Cubs pint glass. Nice. Go Cubs, motherfuckers. I've uh, got uh, the Game of Thrones Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah. Uh, grabbing that one, too. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. All right. Well, can we, can we, can we, can we move on to the Cubs here? We're going to talk about a little, talk about little Cubs. We're going to talk um, then some general baseball, I think, a little bit. Uh, talk about the wild card. Uh, playoffs coming up here. We'll move into some football, some uh, good old, good old football, and then we'll um, talk about some general sports. I think right? is that what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So Cubs. It's a terrible song. Chicago. What do you say? You know, my my kids love that song. <laughs> it's really not a good song. If you really think about it, but they can sing along to it. I you know, know it's I simple. Know. Get some pumped up. Uh, uh, all right, Jakey, what, what you got for us on the Cubs? Yeah, so uh, where I was going to start with here is just um, how are we feeling right now? I want to take sort of the pulse. We just got done with a, I don't know, pretty significant series with the Brewers, and it was at home, and it, it did not go well. Didn't go well, didn't feel well. No. I mean, it, it feels like Wisconsin's kicking our ass and everything right now. It just <laughs> sucks. Um, and that's where I have mixed emotions. Not with the Brewers, but Wisconsin. <laughs> the, uh, well, I don't, it's typ- to me, it's typical Cubs right now. This is what they've been doing uh, in the Madden era, it seems like, that when it gets late in the year, their bats become non-existent, and they cannot hit to fucking save their life. It happened last season. It even happened in the World Series year. Their yeah. bats just became completely stale. Yeah, they're, the only, they're, I mean, they were lucky to get through the World Series. I mean, it, it didn't <laughs> happen in 2015 when they were sort of coming up on everybody. And for most of 2016, I mean, they went about as close as you can to wire to wire during the regular season. Right. But when it comes um, down to it, these bats keep freezing up. I mean, the, the guys you're counting on, the uh, you know, KB, Riz, um, Zobris, they kind of start, they freeze up. And it's it's a, it's affecting it's affecting everyone too. It's not like they don't they don't even have one hitter that's hot. It's the entire lineup. Mur- Murphy's gone gone cold now. Murphy's, Murphy's gone cold. Yeah, it's Murphy had to get a hit today, but yesterday he was zero for four, wasn't he? Yep, he so, was zero for yesterday. So yep. on the sitting, I, I found two uh, two quotes from today. One, uh, Jesse Rogers, ESPN writer, says, whatever virus Cubs hitters have right now has infected Daniel Murphy as well. (laughs) After whiffing in the third inning, he struck out at least once in six straight games, the fourth longest streak of his career. The third longest also came uh, as a Cub as he struck out at least once in seven straight last month, late last month, just after he was acquired. 
He's hitting just 206 this month through two at-bats. So, you know, remember how he was like the savior when he came over? Well, whatever's going around the clubhouse has, has caught him too. Yeah. And then the other one says here, I, I don't need to read this whole one, but it says, as a team, I, I don't know who, whose uh, quote this was. I don't have the source. But as a team, the Cubs have hit a grand total of one home run in the last seven days. That was today. And that single home run was, who, who do you think hit the one home run? Who would you guess? Javi. Yeah, you'd guess Javi. You'd guess Anthony Rizzo. Victor Caratini. Fly ball out into deep right center, and it is gone! Victor Caratini with a grand slammer! (laughs) Yes. It was his grand slam. Did Javi go yard today? He did. He He did did. go yard, and he had a bunt, right? That. That, for a game uh, yeah, he had the in the tenth. Yeah, he had the bunt that scored Rizzo in the tenth. But it feels like the every Cubs, group is a struggle right now. The Cubs have one one player hitting over three hundred right now, and Javi's close. But with one, I, I, they have um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players hitting above two seventy five. Uh, one of them's hurt. Uh, KB, that kind of doesn't count because he has missed 50 games this year. Uh, so that's down to five. He, he missed 55 0? 50 games, yeah. yeah. I, didn't really, I mean, I know he missed a lot, but I didn't realize it was. Well, the weird thing about KB, too, is like he has changed his swing since he came back to protect his shoulder. Yep. That there's, still, there's still rumors uh, I don't, that he may need off season surgery. Ugh. So the funny thing about that is. Well, before we move on to that, do you guys know? Do you have any guesses who the who's hitting above three hundred among the regular players? Among the regular players, yeah, not not counting like you know guys that that get out there and hit once and they want you know one or two times and they get on base and they have a five hundred average. So for the season, who's hitting yeah. above three hundred? Riz. No. no. Zobrist. You got it. Zobrist three eleven. Yeah. That's the only, and that's what's weird is like the only thing I don't understand about what Mad does with Zobrist is he doesn't he doesn't seem to hit him lead off much. I feel like I feel he like he's our moving most, him around. He'll bat him like cleanup or like full yeah. hole, and it's like he's not an RBI producer. But he gets on base. That's what he does at this point in his career, at least. All I was gonna say about KB is here he is changing his approach, not hitting for a whole lot of power like you'd expect KB to do. And yet today, Madden played him in right field. Yep. I would, if I he was the other team, I'd be running on him like crazy, seeing how, seeing how that shoulder feels. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they have, uh, Bodie at third? Yeah, Bodie played. No, Bodie played left field today. He actually had a really nice diving <laughs> catch. If you get a chance, look it up tomorrow. Man, if, if there's First a Cinderella story, he makes Cinderella story this year. For the Cubs, it's got it's Bodie. I mean, that guy. Take Bodie off this team. They're trailing the Brewers by like three or four games. I know. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) So it's weird for me because I watch this team and I want them to be good and I cheer for them and I want to be excited. And technically, heading into today, they had the highest winning percentage in the National League. Meaning, if the season ended today, they would be the top seed in the National League. That being said, I. I feel like if the playoffs started tomorrow, the Brewers might beat them, the Braves might beat them. 
Um, you know, Colorado might club, you know, club their pitching a little bit. It's a, it's a strange, strange sort of time right now for a Cubs fan that thinks about this stuff way too much. It, this is an off topic question. Uh, I mean, it, it has to do kind of with the Cubs because you said that if the season ended right now, they would be the top seeded team in the national league. However, if you, if you look at the national league versus the American league, do you th- I mean, the American league just kicks ass. Yeah. Um, Boston I mean, wins Houston was 92. Yeah. So do you get, what do you guys think about in the next year or two, if the national league goes to a designated hitter, do you think that's going to even things out between the leagues? I mean, I don't, I think that should happen. I don't think that's the reason for the disparity in the numbers. I think either what it tells you is either A, there's there's a larger spectrum of really good and really bad in the American League, which you could kind of make that case because in the American League, you got the Kansas City Royals who have only won 49 games and the Mm -hmm. Baltimore Orioles who have only won 41 games. So the two worst teams are also in the American League. So that's an easy one. Okay, fair enough, yeah. The other, and it's hard, even harder for me to say it's a DH because anytime you do interleague play, if it's the American League part, the NL team has to use a DH, and if it's yeah. a National League part, the AL team has to lose the DH. So, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that any National League teams have the have the strategy that the American League teams do. So when you go to an American League park, and the and a National League has to put in a designated hitter, you know what's the the strategy isn't quite as developed for the National League team as it is to the American League. So I don't think. I don't. Uh, I disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, does every National League team have a quality hitter that can just DH? No. But I, I think some National League teams would actually be better with the DH, and I would take our own Cubs for that. If you could DH Schwarber every day, I think our lineup looks way deeper with the DH. Yeah. And I think vice versa. The DH is a paid starting position in the American League, so when you come to the National League and have to bench a guy that starts every day, I think that's harder, in my opinion. Obviously, I mean, none of us really know because we have to talk to somebody in the major leagues. But, yeah, I, anyways, Chad, I think some of it is the fact that there's just really good teams in the American League, and some of it is the fact that the American League also has the worst teams in baseball right now. But yes, Boston's probably better than any team in the National League. (laughs) You know, the Yankees might be better than any team in the National League. The Houston Astros are probably better than any team in the National League. And then you got the Oakland Athletics, probably the biggest surprise story of this year, and maybe better than any team in the National League. Well, what do we got? Uh, Three weeks left in the regular season? Two and a half weeks, uh, uh, Boston's won 100 games. Houston's close. Nobody in the Yankees. You've won 90 games of your 10 games off of the first place. That's got to suck. It is crazy. But none of the – I just look at these – look at the the comparison between an American League team, the top American League teams and the top National League teams. They're not even close. I mean, the best National League team is the Cubs at 85 wins. Mm-hmm. You know, and 15 games is a lot. So, a lot. Chad, the best National League team, like you said, Cubs at 85, wouldn't even be a wild card team right now in the American League. Nope. 
I, what I think is crazy about the American League is so that Oakland is only back of New York by one game for the top wild card spot. So if Oakland passes New York, New York will have to travel to Oakland for the one oh, game playoff. <laughs> I mean, TV execs, Oakland, or excuse me, Yankees fans. I mean, that would petrify me. That's that is, and yeah, I mean, that sucks for baseball fans too, at least on the, this side of the country because it's so late. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now the flip side of that is Oakland's three games behind Houston. What if Oakland passes Houston and we get a one-game playoff of Houston versus the Yankees? Crazy. That would be <laughs> that would be one of the best single be a, games that ever. Would be a good game. <clears throat> so that that and that brings up another point. Houston, as it was formerly a National League team, they go to the American League, and all of a sudden they are top contenders in the last couple of years. Well, they, but they did the sort of the same thing that the Cubs did. Actually, they did before the Cubs. They completely tore down their team and lo- per- almost purposely tanked for a few years and just stacked top draft picks and hit on enough of those that, you know, here they are. Long-term thinking. Yeah, well, it's a it's a plan that a lot of teams are using now. So yeah. last thing I had on baseball, back to the Cubs, I just wanted to mention this uh, yesterday. So yesterday, uh, Darvish underwent uh, atheroscopic debris, debridement on his elbow. Debridement, I think, right? Debridement, a procedure which removes unhealthy tendon tissue. The Cubs say he'll be 100% and ready for spring training. Uh, so... Two two questions to you guys. One, Darvish is signed for five more years. How do you, he's not going to help them this year? Do we still feel optimistic that there will be some value that the Cubs get out of that contract? And Which, then my second, Chad my second, last time he doesn't. He's, no, no, I, yeah, I, I, you're done with them. Yep. Yeah, what I think he, it, I think it, he comes back and he's better than average for the regular season and postseason. What are the, what would you put those chances at? Less than fifty percent. Fifty less than fifty. Yeah. What do you mean it's not working out, Craig? <laughs> it almost worked perfectly. It almost did work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, open up a website, get pop-ups. Uh, I'm still optimistic. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. I'm hopeful. I still feel like it was a better signing than Chatwood, but yes. now I'm just kind of being a dick to Chatwood. So if the Cubs have, let's say the Brewers. Is he back in Iowa right now? Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> let's say the Cubs, the Brewers take the division and the Cubs end up hosting the one-game wildcard play-in. Who... Do you guys, Adam, who do you pick to start that game for the Cubs? A one-game wildcard play-in? Let's say the Cubs oh. got to do the one-game wildcard play-in. Who are you going to pick? That's, a, that's actually – I know who I would pick, but it's, t- it's tough. Well, Chad, if you know, tell, tell us. Well, I would pick – I would. Uh, the tough part's Quintana because he does so well against the Brewers, but I would. I probably would pick Hamels. My, if it, it, right now, it, it would most likely be – 
the Cubs playing either at home. Let's just assume that they win the top wild card. Either playing the Cardinals or the Dodgers at home. Brewers have won the division, so they're automatically moving on to the divisional round five-game series. You got one game at home to beat either the Cards or the Dodgers. Do you want Quintana? No. I want Hamill. No. In that case, no. I would pick Hamels. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome that they got Hamels, and, and I like them, but it's crazy that this is where we're at. I know. <laughs> what do you think, Adam? Yeah, Hamels. That's what I was I – would, my, my, when you first asked the question, I was thinking Hamels or Q. Um, especially if they're obviously playing the Brewers, like Chad said, he's been lights out of the Brewers. So, um, but then when he, when Hamill, when Q plays other teams, it's almost I know you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? it's just sometimes he comes out and he, you know, he had the thing in the middle of the year where he couldn't even pass three innings. Remember that, like three fourth inning um, for several games in a row, teams would just light his ass up. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, third or fourth inning, it's like he had to go, and it ru- it ruined the whole rotation because now all of a sudden you had to extend your bullpen longer in a game than what you should have to. That's a cool article. It is a good article. Um, so there, you know, I know this is getting a little Cubs heavy here. If you're not a Cubs fan, I apologize, but I don't. Um, but nobody's perfect, <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Something else I found interesting is, uh, including the rescheduled game today, the Cubs, as it uh, stands right now, yeah, only have one game in September where they did not have a scheduled game. And I believe, I was trying to figure this out, I believe the on, their only off day, which is next Thursday, September 20th, mm-hmm. I believe that's actually going to get scheduled with a, with a different right now. make up you get. <laughs> so, it's crazy. I mean, Madden was pretty pissed that they even had this game today. Yeah. And that they had to go to Washington for it today with the hurricane over there. Um, it's crazy. When you think about the Cubs schedule versus the Brewers schedule, the other, the other night um, they were put um, – Council was dropping pitchers in for every batter just to get them work. Yeah, I know. And the, the Cubs is just like tuning up, and the Cubs look ragged. Yeah, scary. Yeah, he used three. Council used three pitchers for three batters in that eighth inning last night or the night before. Now, just, more, just to get him work. Is that more? Have something more to say about? I don't know the Cubs conditioning, or uh, I think it has more to do with the Brewers have a roof. Well, <laughs> they don't get games canceled on them as much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's funny. Earlier in the season, it was probably nice to have those little breaks. And now it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else uh, Major League Baseball related? The only- Not necessarily Cubs, but. No, the only thing I was going to say, I was trying to find the article because somebody actually alerted me, uh, showed it to me today when I was at the office. I can't find it. I thought it was on Fangraphs, but there, they had been running some scenarios um, where you could have as many as four teams tie for the wild card <laughs> spots in the National League, and they would all have to play like against each other before playing the one-game play-in if that were to happen. So it it's it's crazy with the second wild card. I think it makes it more interesting. It's more towns, you know, more cities, more markets that are in it. You know, looking at the National League, you still have obviously the Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, 
And I would say the Diamondbacks are still in tri- striking distance of the uh, wild card. Yeah, so just barely. Goes, it's just the Yankees and the A's. It's pretty much just who's going to get the top one. So, What do you guys, uh, between the Yankees and the A's, just r- off the cuff here, who, who, do you, who do you root for? Not the Yankees. I like, I, I like the A's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would go with the A's as well. I, I would say if if I, I had to, if you had to bet a hundred bucks right now, are the Cubs going to hold on to this division? <laughs> I don't know if I put a hundred bucks. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Um, the way they've been playing, they want. They, they it looks like they want to lose. Like they want to lose the division. It's <laughs> uh, a wild card game. I am done seeing Carl Edwards. Like seriously, I know, especially today. Dude, he had a baby this year. Congratulations. That's good. Like, like Can we get the baby out here to pitch? Yeah, he'd probably throw better. It would cry less. You know what? I would looking at the remaining schedule, I would I would take the bet. I would say I would say the Cubs will win the division. Well, it's because he's rich. <laughs> you guys since they, they should sweep Cincinnati. Arizona, they might though I, I would say the one two out of three from Arizona, the White Sox they'll take care of. Pittsburgh they'll take care of. St. Louis. That's the that's the last challenge. Have you been selling rides in your little boat? Extra tug money. You want to ride? <laughs> I could use some extra tug money, actually. Uh, Come yeah, for a ride buddy. on my dingy dingy. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's move on from uh, MLB to NFL time, baby. So uh, this week, God, I love that song. Uh, this week, NFL Week One started. Uh, so football's back, baby. We are back. Um, first off, before we get into the main game, we know we're going to spend the majority of the rest of the show talking about. First thing we want to talk about is your guys' fantasy teams, because I don't have one. Chad? Yeah. Um, I was, uh, my, my league, at least as reported by CBS, you know how they give you like, here's the, here's the analysis of analysis of how you perform this week. Uh, I made some bad coaching decisions. Apparently I don't Did think it tell you that. Yeah. I am ranked as the second worst, second worst coach for the week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Second worst coach of the week. Although you would can the, you'd be the Lovey Smith of your fantasy league. I hope like five weeks into it, like the like the site fires you. <laughs> <laughs> I won. I won the. I won my game, and I won the third most points out of out of the what twelve. Did you teams. wrong. So I, I, I don't like hundred points on the table. <laughs> I no, I didn't leave a hundred points on the table. I did. I did leave. I mean, I didn't start Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb had a, a freakish, freakishly good night. Uh, and I did not start Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson had a great night, which I'm going to start him this weekend, but I didn't think that his matchup last week was all that great. So, you know, I, some of the fantasy experts said that he was the one to start. I, I may, I, I think I did make a mistake by starting Corey Clement because um, he was, I mean, he scored me two and a half points or something like that for 2.8 points for the week, um, which I thought he was going to score way more than that because that matchup was actually pretty good. But you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, I was actually in first place to win the week uh, until Monday night. There were two games Monday night, and the the other the other guys in the league ended up. I I lost second place by one point one points, and the winner I think 
I, I scored 136.7. The winner of the week, I, I think, scored 142. So, I mean, we're right there. I was, I was, I thought it was a fantastic week one performance. I was very, very happy with it. So, 1 0 to start. All right, Jakey Bill. That was pretty good for me. Um, so, that was pretty good for you. I am in three leagues. And this is probably the first time this has happened in at least three seasons, but every league I won. And it felt great. Now, two of the leagues, I made some questionable decisions and just squeaked by. And one of the leagues, I just absolutely dominated. Squeakers, squeakers. Yeah, I had, I had two squeakers squeak, squeak. domination. Uh, fantasy update for anybody that's got some Bengals or Baltimore Ravens tonight. Dalton is now throwing four touchdowns, three to A.J. Green, and one to Tyler Boyd. Dalton was a big favorite for a pickup in a start last week. Um, and also, you know, Baltimore looked really good last week, but maybe the truth is the Buffalo Bills are just really bad, like worse than the Lions Wait, bad. Like so bad because – the Bengals right now are beating them twenty-eight to seven, and Baltimore looked like world beaters last week. But uh, yeah, I had a, I had a good start. I had a good start. It, it feels really nice to wake up. Uh, I had a couple come down to Monday night. Two of my matchups came down to Monday night. It feels really good to wake up Tuesday and have have three W's in the book. That's a good way. Good way to start the week. I also, you know what? I kind of wish. I kind of wish every Monday was two games. I like the two games on Monday. <laughs> Monday, that would make Tuesdays really rough every week. I, I would. To, I liked John Gruden or John. Yeah, I liked Gruden. No, John Chucky. I liked Chucky losing. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, we should talk a little bit about that. Um. Real quickly, though, let me just step in here real quickly. Uh, breaking breaking news: Pedro Strobe is going to be out at least. I saw that hamstring. What happened? He was was it was he running the first? Or what? Yeah, it was on the it was in the tenth inning. Tenth inning, he was, was, uh, was his helmet like too far to the you're side. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. It was when I, he, I, he. I heard him. I got the pop on my phone saying, "Why is he only um, good closer running it all to first base?" Yeah, so this is from well, Chicago, Chicago Sports. Um, Peter Sturm will miss at least a couple of weeks after injuring his hamstring during the Thursday four to three win. Uh, the Cubs win at Nationals Park. Strope came into the game with one out in the eighth inning and then pitched the entire ninth. The Cubs took the lead. Top of the 10th, uh, Madden opted to let Strope hit for himself with the bases loaded. Bases loaded. He had to. Uh, with an eye on at least facing the first batter in the 10th. Strope grounded. Um, he did not have to. It's expanded rosters in September. Don't let your only healthy MF closer bat. I know, I know. All right, this is uh, we're going back to. Uh, so yeah, but if you look at who was he was going to face in the in the bottom of the ninth, I, I mean, yeah, but that's too narrow minded. I'm sorry, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right, how do I get out of this screen here? You've taken over my screen. So let me just give a recap. I think so. So Le'Veon Bell, he's holding, but no, yes, he is. But he's holding out for a long-term contract. Right. They're off. They they have franchise. They've offered to franchise tag him for the second time. The last the time, time they can do it. Right. And he hasn't signed that. If he signs that, that's fourteen point five million in his pocket. Yeah. But he's holding out, so he hasn't didn't show up to training camp. 
he hasn't shown up by the first week. And then last week, was it? He got spotted out. So he hasn't shown up at all. He, he did not report this week. You have to report by Wednesday of the week. He did not report this week. So just so everybody knows, for two games, for each game, he has forfeited eight, $850,000. Holy shit. So, yeah, think about that. Um, and, and there is some sort of rule if he reports by week 11 and signs whatever's left of the tag and takes whatever money is left for the last six games, that he will still be a unrestricted free agent next year. If he does not report by then, the Steelers have the option of basically forcing him next year to honor the contract again, right. the second year of his tag. So he can't, he can't get out of it. So in this saga, this week, what happened in back-to-back days was Bell was spotted out at a nightclub. And there is a TMZ leak out there. And let me tell you, he is getting... running back Le'Veon Bell about to get his hands on the pigskin. As this is star running back Le'Veon Bell about to get his hands on... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any questions? Actually, Le'Veon's supposed to be at training camp? He's in a feud, a dispute with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now because they didn't offer him a big contract that he wants. So he's not showing up to training camp. But he did show up to date night with his girlfriend, which happened to be at a strip club in South Beach. She is a gold And so is she. Rich, too. Someone's throwing a lot of money around. Holy oh, crap. Money on the ground. Wow. <laughs> right now, for those listening to the podcast, we're, it's, it's this TMZ's report. They were the ones that broke the story. They just flashed they're just showing video footage, I think, of, of the girlfriend who ever put on like Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is. But <laughs> there's money all over the ground underneath wow. this strip. It looks like Scrooge. It looks like McDuck's <laughs> pool. Yeah, it's a shit amount of money. She's got her booty all up in uh, Bell's face. Here. Well, made a one-year deal with the Steelers for $14.5 million. But since they can't agree on an extension and he's getting fined for missing camp, he better pick up those dollars. <laughs> Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. If you're a professional athlete and you want to just retire, no, nobody, nobody cares. You have to think. No, I don't care. Yeah, nobody cares. So, so yeah. I, I, <laughs> so that happened, and then the other thing that happened was so last week the Steelers still listed Bell on their depth chart as their second or third running back. Really, mm-hmm. this week they have removed him completely from the depth chart and list him as a there's some other designation like tag slash holdout or something so he is completely off their depth chart so the question i pose to you bearded hop gentleman is rather loosely yeah in the most general sense possible is one should and or will the steelers trade bell and two, from a fantasy perspective, would you be trying to sell Bell if you had him, or would you be trying to acquire Bell on the cheap if you did not have him? What's it, what's it going to hurt the Steelers to hang on to him? Unless there's something else out there that they can get. Because well, they're, they're not losing money right now. No, from a business standpoint, no. But his teammates fucking hate him right now. And it also maybe it proves a point 
And for the record, I will I will go on record and say I do not have a problem with what Bell is doing. I believe that NFL players, I, I don't like there being money that's not guaranteed in the NFL. Um, I believe their biggest leverage, especially for an elite player, is to hold out for a contract extension. It's almost, it's almost their only leverage. It's their only, it absolutely is their only leverage. And unfortunately for Bell, he plays the position that, you know the the it's, it's, NFL, it's deemed a throwaway position at this point, and there nobody wants to sign a running back at, at any any running back to a long term deal because they're they they take the brunt every the year. Hits. Plus, it yeah. seems like it's like a plug and play. Every year you can draft a decent player. Exactly, get, exactly. they're going to get top. hurt, and there's more coming up. Yeah, every year. So, I while I'm not against what he's doing, I I think uh, the you know unfortunately. Now that being said, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but Gurley man on the Rams did get paid in the offseason. And I think he got paid. Let me see. Let me see if I can find that while you guys but Chad. Yeah, he, he he yeah, Gurley, he he got he got picked up on a nice contract. I don't remember what the details were, but um I don't I also don't have a problem with what Bell's doing. Uh I don't think it's in the best interest for the Steelers organization at this point to try and hold on to him. Um, and I'm trying to say that without bias because there's talks of, of the Packers, <laughs> just the Packers trying to acquire him. <laughs> Chad wants the Packers to get him. I, I would love it. It would, it would make an absolute dream team. All right. All right. Chad, let's, let's, let's walk down this path a little bit. I will indulge you. We fire the, Packers GM. We make Chad the Packers GM. <laughs> Talking to the Rooney on the phone or who's ever running the Steelers, Tomlin, or I don't know who the GM is. What are you offering them for Bell? I would give up whatever I could possibly give up. Would you give up as much as the Bears gave up for Mac? Yes. Even being a running back? Yes. Without, what is without question. There? How, huh? how, what's your rationale? You got... We've got an elite quarterback. We finally have and who's considered now an elite wide receiver in, in Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah. I saw that face. He, he's, he's in that category of elite receivers. He's not the best. Nowhere near the best, but he's in a category of elite receivers. He's, he, he, is, he finally has come around. He fucked up Prince Amika Mora. I'll give you that. <laughs> He did on that touchdown. Was giving him like twelve yards, and there was only fifteen yards to go for the goddamn end zone. Okay, we've got we've got the tight end. We've in in oh Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham sucks. Um, all the 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 offensive the offensive piece that's missing for the Packers is oh. a running back position. Now we've got good running backs, and and one of them suspended right now, but. When Jones comes back, he's a he's a good tier two running back. You got Montgomery to to tier two, three, whatever. Jamal Williams, same thing. We don't have a tier one running back, and we haven't had one since since Amon Green. And I can fucking care less about that guy at this point. I burned his jersey, but so it sounds like Chad thinks the Steelers should probably trade him, and hopefully to the Packers. Adams thinking we're not losing money. Fuck him. Let him just sit there and rot for a little bit. So let's say you guys are now in fantasy. Is this a guy that you are trying to get 80 cents on the dollar for, or is this a guy you're trying to acquire? 
and just hope that the upside pays off later in the fantasy football season because I found a couple articles arguing both both ways. Well, you gotta you gotta consider the different types of leagues. True. Let's say let's say you have a pretty good team, a team that should compete, but you would definitely benefit by adding a surefire your running back that starts every week. I'm not one to take the chance because right now where we sit, we have no idea what he's gonna if he's even gonna show. Now, my guess would be he's gonna at least play half the season. Mm-hmm. But for who? So what I was reading was saying, even if he comes back, you got to think it's going to take one, two, three weeks to really get up to, you know, full I mean, it, it didn't did look like he was getting a lot of, I mean, he's getting some work out of it. He was getting clip, some but, work. That's some good hand work. Yeah, that, that clip was showing him working his hands on the, on the old pig skins, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> if he comes back to the Steelers, though, he may find himself in a little bit of a timeshare, even when he gets ramped up with uh, – well, and, and plus, well, is anybody going to block for him? I think that's going to be his problem. That's going that right there, Adam. That's going to be the biggest problem for Bell if he's if he comes back and he does play for the Steelers. His offensive line they've they've been very vocal about it that they they he, don't appreciate what he's doing. He needs to walk in that locker room with a Rolex for each one of them because it's the only way uh-huh. he's going to. He, he may he might even not win them oh, back. It's going to take more than a Rolex, dude. <laughs> it's not good when you're an offensive player. And your O line has given up on you. Yeah, because they're the only ones that can they make or break you. He's gonna get hurt if he plays for the Steelers. He's gonna get hurt. There's gonna be they're gonna try and send him a message. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be like uh, you ever see that longest yard movie where the O line just lets them just sack the shit out of the quarterback. Oh man, it's it's like all right, I deserve that. Um, I will say surprises from week one from a fantasy perspective. Let me hold on. Let's say hold on. Let me let me. You're asking about the uh, trying to acquire Bell. Yeah. In a fantasy league, so my league's a little bit different. I I am actually I'm working on a trade right now to try and get Bell. I don't think it'll happen, but my transactions only cost me a dollar. (laughs) Huh? You want? Wait. Go ahead. What do you mean? Your transactions cost you a dollar? Every every transaction in my league costs one dollar. But you got to trade for him, right? I do have to trade for him. So the trade itself costs a dollar. The trade itself costs a dollar. Now it'll cost me in, uh, you know, potential points down the road, depending on who I'm offering for bell. Huh? What are you offering? Um, it it would be a combination of players. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't think it'll happen. It's give us some names. Come on. This well, it's Steelers. Okay, so the Steelers defense in the first week wasn't great, but I would offer the Steelers defense, Randall Cobb, and Eric Ebron, a three three for one trade. I would not do that deal with you if I was the Bell owner. I'd you're not even giving him a running back replacement. Well, the guy that I'm trading with doesn't need a running back replacement. The guy that owns him is not – he doesn't need a running back. So is he considering it? Well, he hasn't got back to me yet. <laughs> Dick. So I would say probably not. I don't – like I said, I don't think it'll work. But I, I would like to try and get him um, just because I think he has value down the road if he gets traded. I don't think he has any value if he stays with the Steelers. Well, I keep poking the bear there because so far what you're offering is worth the risk. 
So maybe slowly, ever so gently up that offer if it helps. Yeah. So I did, I did, Chad, since we're on fantasy, but this is a little bit of crossover into the Bears Packers discussion. I did reach out in one of my leagues to the owner of Brett, or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. And I started saying, hey, because I have Trubisky and Goff. I was like, hey, do you, uh, do you want to trade for one of my quarterbacks just in case Aaron Rodgers can't go this week or just in case this injury lingers? And he st- we started a dialogue. He is interested. The only thing, And I started trying to play up the whole thing like, well, Rodgers isn't practicing this week. So he, he responded back to me with a couple counters, and we sort of beat around the bush a little bit. And basically he's like, I am interested. It does make sense. He's like, it is possible Rodgers just being, you know, old but elite doesn't practice all week and is still just fine on Sunday, um, which I couldn't disagree with him. But we're still kind of, we're still, I'm still trying to hammer something out with him, take advantage of a situation there. So, anyways. That would be interesting since you wish Aaron Rodgers would die. Yeah, basically. Pretty yeah, much. That's about right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's uh, move on to some more. More money football in general uh so the big game of the week for us at least was the bears piakers uh sunday night so jake are you can you talk about this yet are you is it is enough time passed yeah it was pretty hard for jake i I, i'm in a good place now (laughs) (laughs) okay because earlier in the week you were not I was not, <laughs> not. Well, I, I do. Well, let's start. Why don't we go? Well, I'll go first, then Chad, and then Adam. So for me, watching that game, it was, I mean, it was like, I don't know. I went on a date with my celebrity crush, or something, and it was the best. Everything was going great, and then we went back to her place. After dinner, I thought we were going to drink some more wine. She had a dick. And she turned around and cut my dick off and threw it in my <laughs> face and then stabbed me in the heart. I mean, it was, dick. yeah, that, that works too, Adam. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was the highest highs. I mean, I was high fiving Adam, well, fist bumping, let's, and let's, the lowest. Let's back lows. up here for a second. Let's, for those who may not have seen this game okay. and not have heard about this game. So um, it was, it hasn't heard about. It was in Green Bay, um, and yeah, it was it was a roller coaster for Bears fans because the Bears came out and looked. Yeah, like it was a roller coaster for Packers fans. Roller coaster too. for <laughs> Packers fans too. We, but it looked like a team that we hadn't seen before. It wasn't a team that the Bears we were expecting to see as Bears fans on the field. So the the first quarter, the first half was really all the first Chicago. quarter. I had to change my underwear. The first yeah. three quarters. We're, we're all Bears. Yeah, so, but, the, but the Bears didn't score, didn't offense, didn't do anything but field goals after the first touchdown, the first, Chad. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, the Packers didn't score until one minute left in the third quarter. It doesn't matter because four more points would have won the fucking game. <laughs> Getting pissed again. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adam. Well, let's, talk about, let's talk about some standouts in this game. Okay, obviously Aaron Rodgers will talk about that shithead later. But <laughs> as far as the, the Bears are concerned, I mean, Khalil Mack, who hadn't played, hadn't really practiced with the team, but for a week. Holy shit. I knew that guy was a stud, but 
for the love of God, I did not know how big of a study he was. I mean, that wasn't a, for somebody who only practiced a week, didn't really know the scheme all that well, and to come in and just completely change the game the way he did, that was impressive. Yeah, when you've got a guy that can that, that sacks, strip sacks, and recovers, uh, fumble recovery, interception for a, a touchdown, um, the list goes on. And, and, and a lot of uh, hurries, <clears throat> touches on. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was everywhere in that field. Hang on one second. A presence on the outside and a presence on the inside. That's when you have the makings of a really good defense. Four wide here on third and goal. Again, the pump fake. And the yeah, he, just, he just takes it. He just took it away. That, that is my favorite. You have to help. So they give him some help. And then he comes That's in what was amazing. Receiver, comes in, gets so rid of the tackle blocker, that slot receiver is supposed ball, to chip him. Makes a little and does a little bit of chip, but Mac pretty much olays him. And then he just goes right by was at Balaga. Who is facing most of the night? And and I don't yes. I mean this is backup quarterback number one, and he shouldn't have been where he was. He should have moved away from him. Um he 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 definitely helped so helped out. Obviously, Chad's going to have a favorite play of the game that I'm sure is one of Rodgers' three touchdown passes. But as a Bears fan, that was my favorite play of the game. Really? Not the... Third and 19. And this time he's going to go down. It's going to be picked off by Mac. That wasn't your favorite? I already... He's already my favorite player. I'm I'm smitten with the Mac attack, but what I'll say is, yeah, right. He's already the defensive MVP of the season. One game. What I'll say is, like, not that it's easy to get a pick, but any player who gets a pick is most likely going to try to run at least a little bit. You know, usually if you can, you don't go down right away. I mean, maybe in the catch you go down, it is what it is. What I love about the strip sack was, first of all, most players who have a chance at a sack are just happy to have a chance at a sack, and they just go for the sack. Cleo Mack was like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to be here all night. I'm going to be here all season. You know what? I'm just going to take that ball. That ball is my ball. It was <laughs> yeah, like – It was Absolutely. like playing football with your older brother and your older yeah, brother. it looks so easy. Yeah, it looked it, and so that was just my favorite play of the game, and I, I and I am excited to have him. Um, but when you when you look at his highlight reel, it's not the first time he's done that. Like, it, no, it's no, almost no. a regular thing for him in these strip sacks. He he just pulls the ball right out as he's trying to take them down. The, the interception, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, it was it was a terrible throw. He was in the right place at the right time, and he even said afterwards he was dying after that run. Yes, and that was what. Uh, he was looking for something to lateral it to, I believe. Yeah, he said he was trying. He was gonna try to look for something to lateral because he was just winded. What was it, 30, 30 yards ish, twenty five yeah, yards? You're playing all night long. You're three hundred plus pounds. Uh, you you make play after play after play. You get an interception, and then you got to run it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you guys, you kept picking on forty four all night. This inside linebacker that was uh, playing. Kilo Mac, hold on. Kilo Mac would be upset at three hundred pounds. He's two forty seven. Yeah, come on. He is. He is trim. All all pro at outside linebacker and defensive end. 
And think about this. So the Bears did give two first-round picks, right? But they got yeah. a second back. So if, if, and I'm not saying this will happen, Chad. I'm not saying it will. But if the Raiders are bad in 2020, which is possible, and no, excuse me, it, it doesn't even have to be 20. It's the 2020 draft, so it's the 2019 season. So if the Raiders are bad next year mm-hmm. and the Bears are good next year, and I'm not saying that's automatic because we'll get into that if we will get there. If that happens because Oakland gave a second back, Oakland second and the Bears first in 2020 might not be that far apart. It's possible at least. Meaning they basically moved back a one round and gave up a first round pick for Cleo Mack. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. I think this deal, I mean, I don't follow the Bears as closely as you guys do, and you can probably tell me way better than me, but I, I don't know of a better acquisition by the Bears in recent memory. I, I think this is probably one of the best pickups that the Bears have ever transacted. Trade, a better trade? Yeah. Or f- even free agent signing? I mean, I'd have to, yeah. Brandon Marshall put up a bunch of stats when they first got him, but the guy was a dick the whole time. He's a head They case. traded a lot for Jay Cutler. He did take him to an NFC title game where he got hurt and they lost to the Packers, but he was still still already in, what, six years, eight years, has almost every Bears re- passing record. Um, but, yeah, I would. He's since I've been an adult, Chad, it's by far the best player they've acquired that they did. Yeah, I, 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 I'm to- I totally agree with you guys. I, it was a fantastic pickup. So now I'm let's really jealous. Who who is the I can't think of his name now. Who's the other linebacker that came in? The, the rookie? Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a good first play. Very Smith. first play. Smith. Smith. Yeah. Very first play was a first sack. First play sack. Yeah. It was awesome. First play in the NFL was a sack. Um they did say that Roquan will see a lot more action. Thank God. Because you guys were picking on the guy starting from Nick Kozwowski, 44 all. He was horrible. I mean, that's exactly what you do. I don't understand, Chad. I don't know if you picked up on this, but all second half, especially when you guys in the fourth quarter, when the pack started picking it up, the Bears stayed in this base 3-4, and the, and the linebackers could not keep up with the receivers, especially 44. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the guy's a great guy. I'm sure he's a leader. He definitely tackles if you stand next to him, but he could not <laughs> cover anybody. And I was getting it so pissed off. And then, like, the four plays that Roquan <laughs> play, he was going side to side and making tackles. And I'll just say, the Packers yeah. won, but I just want to get this out there. Akeem Hicks, DT, is a monster as well. He doesn't get a lot of accolades, but that guy in the middle is a monster. So, anyway, well, I think having Mac there will make him even better. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, I think Mac will make the entire defense uh, will make the entire defense better. That guy, as good as he is, everybody will feed off him, and everybody's going to get better because of him. Yeah, well, I still do have some concerns. We'll get into that in a little bit, though, because we've been sitting here talking about bears, yeah. bears, bears. Well, I think, but also just bringing up bringing up um, Kwiatkowski. Oh, I mean, he was is his third year with the Bears. He's uh had four tackles this game. He's just he was yeah he could not keep up. He can't he, he can't so cover. Slow. You guys you picked on him all night. So yeah, Chad, that's what you're supposed to do. That's perfect. 
we've been sitting here talking. Tell us, how was it from the other side and, and what were some of your takeaways? Well, you know, that first half was, was obviously rough. Um, I, I was watching it at my grandmother's house with my dad. And <laughs> when Rodgers went out, actually, huh? Is the family Packers fans? Were they, did you? Was your my dad? My grandma doesn't care. Uh, my dad, my dad is. Um, he is okay. Yep. My sister is a Bears fan. Bears fan by default because her husband is a diehard Bears fan. Um, Good she, she, she doesn't care. Um, we should suffer <laughs> end for Jet. Go ahead. <laughs> so when Rogers goes out, Kaiser comes in. I actually told my dad because because Rogers is. Uh, not only a, a monetarily valuable player, but because he he does what he does, and you guys you, you can argue with this all you want, but I mean, look at that fourth quarter. He does what he does. When he is in the game, I feel more stress than when he's out of the game because I fear him getting hurt. And you know, he, when he when he when he goes down by you, Chad. <laughs> Sounds like somebody who's had two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Eat a dick. <laughs> Let's put him in a bubble. Make sure he's okay. Dude, guys, he's nowhere. He's not a Brett Favre. Not, not even close. You, you have to admit that. Brett Favre, the guy, the guy would play with any injury possible, and it wouldn't Fly. affect him in any but way. He only has one ring, and Rodgers already tied him there. If Rodgers gets one more. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, that Aaron Rodgers has – as and as Brett a, was a drunk, maybe if he hadn't been a drunk all the time, <laughs> he, Brett Favre couldn't feel anything because it was whiskey and painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes! Look out! Down he goes at the twenty. So, yeah, that's the injury. Nobody noticed it right away. None of the, the Al Michaels and oh, and, we did. We were celebrating. Yeah, we were like. Oh, I was. Adam's looking on Twitter. People are posting all kinds of crazy shit. Torn Achilles, ACL. Well, we didn't know, obviously. So, he he goes out, and Kaiser Kaiser comes in, and Kaiser can be developed. I think he's not he's not bad. He didn't play good, but he's not a bad quarterback. But comes around. Um. Yeah, that was a a, an anguishing moment on Sunday night, watching that watching that happen, and watching him go out on a cart in game one after he messes, misses most of last season from the collarbone. Yeah, it was a – Packers Nation was – And uh, after he just signed a huge contract extension. And after, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Not only is he monetarily valuable, but he's – he. I'm not going to say he's the greatest of all time, but he, he's, he's – he's, you have to admit, he's, he's an amazingly good quarterback. Yes. I, I did see, though, that a tweet that when Mac hit Rodgers, it was the most expensive collision. In- <laughs> yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a $300 million hit almost. <laughs> yeah. So, so this, the game goes on. And, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, being the great actor that he is, has to make this dribble. Well, that's why I want to ask Chad, what are the chances he made up the whole damn thing? Not a chance. Well, so at the end of the game, he says, I didn't take any painkillers. I didn't. Bullshit. If you, we play this interview, if you look at him, he's either drunk as fuck or he's has some shots because he's not talking right and he looks completely glazed over. So I haven't saying, seen this. Now I want to see it. All right, I'm anyway. sure that they gave him, they gave him something. Go they the had, page. there's, yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, 
Let's roll that beautiful. Go to the film. Those beautiful bean footage here. Hmm. 24-23 after you're trailing 20 nothing when you come back. You've played in some big games, Aaron. How do you put this one into words? Yeah, it's it's hard to. It is. But it's the Bearpacker rivalry. So we would have had to take something really catastrophic injury-wise to keep me off the field in the second half. You know, I went in the locker room, did all the tests. And then I was in our indoor facility trying to get it loosened up. But I knew once I got back on the field, the adrenaline started going, I'd be able to hang in there. What was the injury? My knee. Um, <laughs> well, I just her? felt some in it. Was having a hard time putting weight on it. Uh, Doc and I had a conversation there. You know, we did the test. I told him I was going back. This dude is I high as never, fuck. I've never heard him talk like this before. No. I've, and look at his eyes. He's cashed. Yeah. All the interviews I've heard of him. He is never. Yeah, we just did. I just like what the what? Chad, he is. He he got shot. I now, I now he believe he up. was hurt, and the reason they was because he was in some sort of drug induced trance, where all he could see was where the receiver was going. <laughs> Let's listen to the rest of this thing. You come back on the field. It's twenty to nothing. There was a look in your eye. What were you thinking? LSD. You know, I just I told the guys fatty. at halftime, I said, if you shut them out, we're going to win. They gave up six, but, um, but it's had a feeling that we could spark it and get things going if we just put together a couple of drives, disappointed, you know, with the field goal. And then guys started making plays. That's what we said in the huddle. You know, we got to make some plays. Gmo had a great catch. And then Randall, you know, ran about 80 yards for a touchdown. It was pretty special. How confident are you that you're going to be ready for next week against the Vikings? Well, I'm playing next week. Congratulations. <laughs> he was uh, high as fuck in that thing, man. Way he was. I'll give it to him, though. Even hurt is better than any quarterback we've ever had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So the, the Packers did go on and win that one. Um, Khalil Mack. Uh, let's get through these here real quick. Clear back after the game. The second half. It seemed like uh, the first half there was all this momentum and it. There's definitely a shift. I don't really think much changed. I feel like we let them make too many big plays uh, down the stretch. You know? That's what you can't have. I mean, especially when you're talking about going it deep. You can't have that. And so you got to put more pressure on the quarterback. Did Aaron seem less mobile in the second half? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was such a dumbass question. <laughs> There's a lot of dumbass questions. Well, these players dragging one of his legs. These I mean, players have got to be like, God damn, seriously? You're gonna... well, I, know, I understand that the reporters do have to ask these questions to get them to say something so they can put it in their article or whatever. So I get that, but sometimes, you, I, yeah, I wonder how the players don't go just roll their eyes like, Are you, did, did you see him? Were you watching the game? He was dragging that thing around. Look, I can tell. He, he looked like he was hurting a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, he was trying to get it out quick. And um, unfortunately, we couldn't, we couldn't get it done. So he came back and um, definitely put him in a position to win. Did they change the way they blocked you in the second half at all? Nah, I mean, it wasn't really much change. You know, they, they did a lot of quick a lot of quick passes. A lot of quick. And that's what it was, the second half. That's, that's how they that's how they kind that's of – Yeah, I mean, the passes were – Boom, boom, boom. He well, wasn't yeah. sitting back there at all. And I'm not saying every team can execute this because every team doesn't have Rodgers, but, but is this right now – 
paving the way for the strategy. That's, that's going to be the strategy. I mean, everybody, but at some point, so, so the thing is, that's going to be the strategy to, to kind of neutralize the bears line. I mean, that's the strategy to neutralize, you know, JJ Watt as well is to get it out quick before he gets back there. But so that then puts more pressure on the offense to, to step up, but it does with a guy like this. You don't think every other team's playing him like that even with the Rangers and everything. He's going to find a way. I just think that teams are going to come in right away and it's going to be hurry up quick pass right from the start because he'll, they still, are, he'll still find a way to hurt him. Oh, he, over the course of the game, he will, but um, I'm concerned about the Bears' secondary. That's right. Don't, don't quick throws and mixed it up, runs. And, and, um, yeah, that was it. Can you, you talk okay about your touchdown? Time? Say that again. Are you okay? Is your hand okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. But Can you talk about your, your touchdown? Uh, that was, yeah, we can't talk about that. Just looking at it, everybody was laughing at me on the sideline, but uh, it was cool, man. Uh, we can't talk you, about it, but I'll talk about it. That's the only thing I'm going to yeah, but you hear that? Like, he's like, we're not going to talk about that. They Why wouldn't you talk about it? But then he goes, but it was cool, man. But you want to win. That's that's the only thing. That's why you can't talk about it. We want to win. We lost. He goes on to stay here later. He's like, we lost. That's like all that matters. That's all that matters. What happened to his hand now? I don't know. I think they're saying something near his hand or something. You were able to make an impact today. Say that again. You were able to make an impact despite not playing. Yeah. yeah. What do you see his hands? <laughs> it's like, oh, God. His hands, like, what's with the, uh, uh, I mean, the, yeah. the ring finger there? It looked like it was. Oh, oh geez, uh, my thigh. The first game of the season, you know, I wanted to come back and, like you said, make an impact. But even then, uh, you want to win these games? That's the only thing on my mind. I hate losing. Well, give what positives that you take out of this, maybe moving forward with this oh. thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You could take a lot. You could take a, a few positives, you know what I'm saying? But ultimately, uh, it's definitely a learning experience as, as far as uh, finishing finishing games late, especially the close ones. And they, they, yeah, these ones hurt. What are the conversations like on the sidelines as Rodgers seems to be kind of on schedule, moving the ball efficiently? Um, I mean, you want to put pressure on them as a, as a defensive front, uh, and we weren't able to, to do that as, as effectively as we, we should so have is that uh, in the second half. I mean, you is him getting the ball out quickly? How much of a factor did that play? I mean, um, it's a factor, but you know, you can't make really, you can really can't make excuses. Uh, it's something we definitely can learn from as a defensive unit, and um, something that we're definitely looking forward to doing better next week against against Russell Wilson. Pretty shocked to see Aaron come back and play. He call him Russell's Wilsons. <laughs> he call him Aaron Wilson. It, was it Russell's in the second half? I was a shock. I know, 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 like you you got to know what kind of guy you're uh, playing against. And, uh, you're playing against a team that's not going to give up, uh, whether he came back or not. So, there's uh, some, yeah, I mean, you definitely got to learn from this, and uh, we're definitely going to be better next week. Will, what did you show you about Thomas and this team, and also maybe how far he has left to go together? You can, you can talk about potential all day. Nobody, nobody really cares about it on the football field. Uh, you want to come out and win these games. I love this guy. Yeah. You can talk about potential all day long, but nobody cares when you get on the that football field. That is so refreshing. <laughs> Personally, you had a good day. How would you evaluate your performance today? Uh, Got to get better. Got to get way better, huh? especially playing down the stretch. Uh, you want to be in the position to, to win the game and, and sack, fumble, just like they did on the other side of the ball. So it's, it's one of those things for me. Um, I'm learning from everything. And, uh, you have a few positives, but it's a lot of negatives. You had a record. 
I, that's that's about. I mean, there's more, but that's about. Chad, what is the score of this game if Rodgers is not coming back in? Oh, it would have been uh, twenty-four to three, Bears. Yeah. Kaiser's Kaiser's not. He's just not ready to play at that level. Front seven. Guys, I'm I'm honestly I'm super jealous. You guys got Mac. I mean, the Packers were in the running. And I, I actually thought the day that they were talking about that trade that the Packers had a pretty good shot of getting him. Um, what, do you, what do you think of that interview, Chad? Does that make you like him more? I like the guy. I, I've never not liked I, – I think I, he's been a great player. He's always been a good interview. Um, he seems like he's very down to earth. He just, he's very um, – he's just like a very – accountability. I, huh? I've, never heard him inter- I've never heard him interviewed before. I love the accountability. Yeah, I haven't heard him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he he's he's one of those players that that understands the game of football for what it is. He knows his position and he knows that if if they lose, he and his team just have to get better and he always talks about that. And I think that um well, I mean after this game, I in, in fantasy, bring this back to fantasy, I went out I went out and grabbed the Bears uh defense. Yep. Immediately, I started the Bears defense in one of my leagues. At one point, they had 24 points in the first half, and then with the with the Packers scoring in the second, they still finished with 12, which is pretty good for a D. Yeah, I mean they're they're good for well, the projected. I think at 11, a 10.8 or something like that this week. Uh, I'm going to start them. I I I love I like I like the guy. I mean, I wish the Packers could have got him. I I mean, it's awesome that the Bears did. I just wish he was a Packer. Now I want I want to also set this straight. I and I even told Chad this. I looked for more footage and interviews with Packer players, but the Packers do not use YouTube like the Bears do. No, yeah, it's hard to find. It can I you can find. find anything. I, I found what like what the NFL Network put up, like Aaron Rodgers in the post game interview and stuff like that. But so the next interview we have is Akeem Hicks, uh, Bears. Message in the locker room afterwards. Um, you know, just take a look at the tape. I um, love his beard. First person to look at it yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, nice do your best to make sure that um, you know, you're, you're being critical and, and judging yourself the hardest. It's almost exactly the length um, of your beard. Actually. And um, just like I said earlier, just it's one game of a bunch, and, and we got to be able to push through this. It's like a James Harden beard. Yes, James Harden. What's my sense of a missed opportunity? Yeah. We lost. <laughs> I love that. Did you hear that question? What's your sense of the missed opportunity tonight? Yeah, yeah we lost. But look at his face. His face. Hold on. We lost. What the frick is that question? There's still so many positives to take away. Do you know, get blinded a little bit because of the uh, I think it's things a lot more right now. Uh, I think once we get on the plane, get home, and um, take a look at the tape, I think we're going to be able to see what, what we did wrong and, and what we can fix going forward. Um, there's a lot of bright spots in the game. We had the momentum and we let it go. We don't have the amount of impact that Khalil Mack was able to have in week one. I knew what he was going to do. Just like I said earlier, he, he's, a, he's a great player and um, a great addition for our team. Akeem, what was your sense of how his edge presence affected the interior rush? Oh, well, they can't stay. They can't double me. They can't double Eddie. They, they, they got to pick and choose when they slide to us or slide the other way. Um, you know, he just makes it uh, a little bit simpler for everybody out there. What was your sense of how the, the adjustments that they made at halftime? There's a key, key point right there. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, you figure that into to, to Green Bay's game. We've seen it before. You know what I mean? They uh, they know how to get to the ball quick and hike it and try to catch it in substitution. It's um, it's uh, something they do, and we got to be able to to react better. I know you're not a victory, but positive takeaways from this game. If there are any, what would it be? We played together. We played as a team. Played strong, and, and we're dominant for over half the game. So uh, those are my keys for 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 what we did well. Um, some of those things got to be sharpened up. And that's that's big too. I mean, they they did they played they dominated. I mean, in all rights, they should have won that game. And if we're going to talk about like my whole feeling on it is the you you have a, essentially a rookie quarterback, right? What was this fourteen seventeen game starts in his career? Right. So he started all last year, but before that, he only played one full season in college. Right. So I mean, I'm not making excuses for him but that is a f- no but a then you fact. also have you have the coach his first head coaching gig i will say though i i saw something like the last three years or four years teams winning by 17 into the third quarter were like 55 and three yeah <laughs> well a, a key play in this game that i don't think is on our list to talk about is the missed interception um, yeah, I, I couldn't find a. I mean, I could still try and look for it, but yeah, it abs- <laughs> if that play's made, the game's over. Who's that, Fuller? Fuller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if Fuller was, caught that ball, the game's over. It was Fair. Fuller. And the, and the other thing I'll say is on Randall Cobb's long touchdown, Chad, the only people still chasing him down the field trying to make a play. Mac. Is Mac and Leonard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mac, Mac, come out there! Come out there! You do not see yeah. any other secondary other than who was already back there trying to catch him. So, I heard, I heard somebody on one of the. I was listening to. I don't know if it was Mad Dog, Mad Dog Sports or what show it was, but somebody was saying that Mac, if if there is a play like that, all he looks for is an is an eight number. Whether it's I mean Cobb's eighteen, but if it's an you know if it's an eighty something number, a receiver. A receiver, he's just uh, let's, he just tunnel vision, like sees red. He's just going for it as long as it takes yeah. to chase him. But Mac, you know, I wish he wouldn't have dropped into coverage on that Cobb touchdown. He he like peeled off of attacking Rodgers and dropped into coverage. Look, I think he was trying to stop the running back from getting an easy outlet pass. But I would have taken whatever the running back did compared to what Cobb did. Just go after Rodgers. So it was fourth what was it, fourth quarter, uh two minutes thirty nine, two thirty nine to go. That's a ga- nice game right there. That's yeah, not, if he makes that play, the game's over and they win twenty three seventeen. It was <laughs> we, I we were just screaming at that T V in the house. It was I don't I don't understand. Fuller had already been roasted too by what yep. is it, Allison? Yeah. Geronimo Allison or something. Yep. And he got roasted in the corner of the end zone. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, that was that's that was my favorite play of the night. Allison's touchdown. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, yeah, that was, was an amazing a sweet catch. But sweet throw, sweet sweet catch. I think it was a little bit of both. Uh, you always got to give credit to them for mixing it up. It's always tough week one with all the unscouted looks, and ultimately it falls on us with the execution. We just got to continue to stay aggressive and uh, execute the plays. 
But uh, we moved the ball early and we moved the ball throughout the game. We just weren't finishing the red zone and, and finishing in critical time. So just got to go back to work this week and, and figure it out and go back to the film and see what mistakes were made. But uh, it feels Pause good. Pause for a second. So he's a second-year quarterback. Do you think – do you guys think that young quarterbacks like this are scripted in their responses? Do you think veteran quarterback, quarterbacks are scripted in their responses? Because this sounds very scripted to me. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds cliche. They're, yeah. they're, yep. they, they all – almost all athletes are like this. I they, will, think, they, will, they know what they what they what they need to say to make it sound right, and yeah, they've talked to the coach. Already. He has been taught to do this interview. I do not think that Rogers' drug induced interview is scripted. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll 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 notice, guys, that I have not disagreed with you. I don't I don't know that that's the case, but I haven't. I have never seen him like that. Well, he's, he, 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 I like taters. Who's got all, all of a sudden? All of a sudden, he's like some redneck on the King of the Hill. Yeah, what happened? It's like a different person. I don't go back and look at some of the ex, ex, you know, like exciting finishes to some of the games that he's played. Post game interviews, he does, he does get a little bit of a high when he talks after games, and I've heard, I've heard him talk like that before. Um, but that that coming off of an injury like that. I don't know. Drugs, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But I, he, I've, I've heard him talk like that before. I, I didn't get any medication or nuts. Whatever, you dumbass. Then you were faking the injury. That's, that's what it is. If you're faking, <laughs> or you got fucking drugged up. But I think we know what happened. So. <laughs> bad when, when, when you're not. So uh, we just got to go back to work. We, we were running the ball well, so the run was open in the pass, and uh, we, we were in attack mode. So when you pick up a few completions and we're just running the ball, picking up first downs, and uh, don't fall into many third downs it's, to, it very to get in their uh, pressure package. Uh, so, Chad, just in case it's not obvious to you, it might be. That first possession for the Bears when they scored a touchdown, I mean – yeah. People that aren't Bears fans don't understand. For about a quarter there, we had a real offense, a modern offense, not something that. Oh, we I thought are you were going to. to. Did you did you know though? Did you also see the formation they used in the first play? Uh the the formation was the T formation. The T formation. They, yeah, they asked Nagy later, like, was that on purpose? Did you use the T formation on purpose? Because yeah. that was originally with the Bears. He's like he's like, absolutely. That was an homage yeah. to to the old Bears. But if you watch, not, not getting off kilter here, but if you watch like KC who put up a bunch of points, they did all kinds of sneaky new versions of old running stuff that worked perfectly this past week. So, yes, did they rip something off of an old Bears? Sure. But it felt like a real offense, and we haven't felt that way ever. And then as soon as yeah, yeah. Uh, since like McMahon? Well, I mean. Not even the, then, McMahon wasn't a great quarterback. No, he no. was a great quarterback. Well, but they had a great he offense. Was a great quarterback, he couldn't stay healthy. He just the way he played, he got lit up out there, and those were different times. I mean, there were a couple of years. I mean, Jim Miller had a good season with the Bears in two thousand three. I want to say it was, and uh, there were a couple seasons with Cutler where they put up a lot of stats. Um, but outside of a couple glimpses, we we just haven't had a competitive offense ever. Um, so sadly, once they got out of the scripted plays. And they, they, they started to play not to lose. It seemed like 
it showed who they really are. I hate to say it like that. Um, I'm the jury's out for me on Trubisky. I don't know if he's a future or not because I don't think he was keeping his eyes downfield. Um, but for a moment there, for a moment, I thought we had a, a real offense. I'd say the jury's still out. Um, it is. I think junk. the Bears are going to be. I think the Bears could be a contending team this year. It's going to be tough. I mean, if assuming assuming Rodgers is is healthy, if he's not, then if Rodgers is not healthy, the Bears are going to have a real hard time with the Vikings. Um, if Rodgers is not healthy, the Bears could maybe have a nice path to a wild card. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Rodgers, Vikings is, will take the division, I think. But yeah. They, they, yeah, they've got a good shot the wild card. I mean, the Bears have been working on this for a couple of years. I mean, it's it's just like we're talking with the Cubs, the long the long term thinking. About ten to fifteen. Luckily, we all get to play the Lions. <laughs> that was terrible. That was so bad. So yeah, so let's jump into uh, Chad. What are your some some of your concerns about uh, the Cheese Fudge Packers after seeing Game One? Well, going into week two, I mean, we've got a couple of injuries to deal with. Rogers, obviously, number one concern. Uh, I think I think they will know tomorrow. I don't think we will. I think Packers will know tomorrow if Rogers is going to start Sunday or not. Um, if he if he does start Sunday, I think that game is going to be fucking awesome. Um, that's going to be a that's going to be a good game to watch. Absolutely, I would absolutely yeah. watch that game. What you time? absolutely, you absolutely you know, what? He he'd love to watch that game. It's I at would, noon. I would I'm, actually, I'm going up to help Chad with his boat on Sunday because he needs some help with something. So <laughs> you, you wanna, go up you and play with Chad's dinghy. His little dinghy. <laughs> you want to come yeah, on, Jake? Jake if you want to come up too, we're gonna boat in the morning and then watch football in the afternoon. We could we could use two hands on the dinghy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> two hands better than one. I would love to double work that dinghy, but I we Sunday it's my undefeated baseball team against another undefeated baseball oh, team. The yeah. only other Ooh, nice. Is a huge showdown. All right, I talk about this more, but you should have brought that up during the baseball part of the show. We're at football now, so we're going to skip through a second. <laughs> not practicing. Okay, uh, so yeah, so um Adams uh Devontae Adams had a shoulder minor shoulder injury, hasn't practiced this week. Um I think he'll be good to go for the game. Uh the Vikings are favored in this game going into it by 5 points. Um, pretty where's good. the game at it's at lambo i mean that just shows how how good the vikings i think are going to be this year um are they going to making more variations of the cheese hat because i've seen like a top hat now what i want is like an abraham lincoln hat i want like a high cheese hat oh like yeah a high one okay yeah i've seen the cowboy hat and the the top hat like you're talking about the what's just the slice of cheese what what? How much are the Vikings favored by? Five. Which I think, to me, that sounds like an amazing game. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, noon on Sunday, uh, Central Time. Um, that I mean, that's it as far as concerns go for the for the Packers. So. Wow! Hi, how you doing there? So that, that's it. That's your What's your prediction, this? Chad? Can we get a score prediction? I can't. I can't predict one at this point because I don't know if Rogers is playing or not. I mean, if Rogers is playing, if Rogers plays. 
if Rodgers plays, I think this is going to be a super tight game, just like it was against the Bears last week. Um, I think I, I've only got the Packers losing twice this year, so I I think that if if Rodgers plays health, healthily enough, I think this is a 28-25 game Packers. Mm. I, either, either way, it's going to be a damn damn good game. Uh, Jake, what are your uh, issues, concerns going into week two, the Bears Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Well, I think it's it's kind of a repeat of week one, right? Um, I think top to bottom, the Bears are more talented. It, team. It's a repeat as far as what you're looking for and concerned about, right? It's a repeat because it's a top to bottom, more talented Bears team facing a team with a better quasi elite quarterback. I think what we learned in the Khalil Mack trade, and and believe me, I am so happy we have him. I think what we learned is the second most important position is pass rusher. The first most important position is having an elite quarterback. So my concern primarily is, are we going to get beat late by an elite quarterback? My concerns specifically, specifically, are... Is our specifically our secondary was already yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say earlier that that Rogers interview sounded like a Trump rally, but um, (laughs) it was a huge play. I already thought our secondary was thin. Now are they also bad? Um, Well, we know Fuller (laughs) is Trubisky the future. It was the first game in a new system. He is a relatively green sophomore quarterback in the NFL. But there was a screenshot going around on Twitter of a wide-open Burton. Now, some in a, uh, some Packers players even tweeted back on this because it was so widely discussed on the, the Twitters that HaHa Clinton Dix would have intercepted it. In real time, HaHa does get over there, but there is, there is a moment where Burton has his arms up and is asking for the ball. An elite quarterback anticipates a guy getting open. He doesn't have to wait to see the guy open until he throws. And the Hall of Fame quarterbacks throw a guy open. Right. And I mean, but again, I think I, I for me, the jury is still out on T Biscuit. It is. And what it's gonna be because I agree. Time will tell. My my main concern was, and I still don't I still can't understand how this happens that through all the different coaching regimes the Bears have had, they've had this one flaw where they take their foot off the gas. And I don't understand how you can have a different coaching regime after different coaching regime after different coaching regime, and this shit still happens where you get a lead and then you go to prevent defense and you start running the ball and well, you just take your foot off the gas. And that, that was my last concern. I like Nagy, but even he is a very young head coach. He's got a lot to learn. Yeah, and it was just being way, way too conservative when you when you have to to me when you have a lead. You you don't let up, you 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 keep put your foot on the throat and go until till it's done till it's all zeros. Who Chad, could, there, I, you, who cared there if you was run a, up the score? There was a point in halftime where I was like, "Do we start playing? Not do we start subbing guys out to protect our players?" I thought they had won. And this was before Favre was announced to come back in. And Adam said, no, <laughs> Rogers. Step on their Rogers, fucking throat. Not 
or sorry, Rogers. This was before Rogers came back in. And Adam said, no, you step on their throat. And you were right. That's how the NFL is played today. You don't let up. Rookie, oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Rookie I mean, especially head. when you're playing playing a quarterback like this, an elite quarterback. In the I didn't think he was coming and back. And you're, and you're, but <laughs> and you're, I, and you're, you're right. It doesn't. You're the visiting team, too. You're at Lambeau. Right. You're the, you're the visiting team. It's against your biggest rival, one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL, period. Um, there, there's a, you have so many reasons not to sit here and go, okay, we got a 20-point lead. We're going to let up. No, you don't do it. You embarrass the fuck out of your rival i mean if you're if you're afraid of oh we're gonna run up the score who gives a shit it's your rival you run up the score it's what you do rookie head coach is zero and seven week one i know oh, man I saw oh that. yeah yeah you said that you... <laughs> that's like the first time that's happened in the worst before that was like i don't know it was like 2012 the closest thing was rookie head coaches that you were like oh and six this this is the the worst start yeah. ever uh prediction um well first let's get your prediction jake for pack vikings if rogers plays i think the pack went by a field goal well that's if rogers exactly doesn't, that's rogers, exactly what i said yeah if rogers doesn't play the vikings are gonna blow him out i agree with that and it's probably if the if he does play it's probably going to be uh uh, come by behind, come from behind. It's probably going to be very similar. Did you say come by behind? Ayo, it's probably, Rogers will love it. Come in the behind. <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, if Rogers plays, Vikings win by three. Um, if he doesn't play, I think they get they get blown out. Um, so Packers about, either way. Yep, that's heaven. Uh, <laughs> Chad, what, what is your prediction, Chad, for the uh, Bears Vikings Monday Night Football? Uh, you mean Bears Seahawks, right? Uh, Bears will win this game. Um, and I think they'll win it by a touchdown. I think it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 21 to 14 or so. Jakey Boo? Bears win by 10. It's going to be like 17 to 27. All right. Yeah, I got the Bears winning. Um, yeah, ten sounds like a good number to me. I, it, uh, from a talent perspective, it should be by two touchdowns, but I'm concerned. It it should be. I think the Seahawks are. I don't know. What, the Seahawks are still a little bit of a question mark. I I just don't. They're not. They're not a contender this year. But um, their whole line is awful. Right. Even but the, one of the Russell worst. Wilson does have some magic regardless yeah. of what his O-line does. Doug Baldwin's out. So, their best yeah. receiver. We'll I still, I, yeah, Seahawks, are, I, think that, I don't think they have a chance to beat the Bears, especially with uh, the, the defense that uh, Bears have put together. It's, All right, so we, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, so I'm going to spring it on the two of you because you guys pay attention to the shit more than I do. So, oh, boy. Uh, other than the games we've already talked about, so other than the Pac-Vike and Bear Talks, uh, what is your one game of the week other than these two that you're looking forward to seeing and who will win that game? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say the Saints and the Browns. 
And that sounds odd, doesn't it? I I was I was trying to make sure my microphone wasn't on was was unmuted before. I was like, what? what? Yeah. Well, I, the Browns are coming off a tie game with the Steelers. God, yeah, that's. I still think that should be outlawed. There should be no ties in sports. You just keep playing. God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. That's my biggest pet peeve. That's why soccer is such bullshit. There is no tie in sports. You play until somebody fucking. Anyway, go ahead. I think this game is going to be really good. Um, I think Drew Brees is going to have is Drew Brees is going to do what Drew Brees does, um, but I think that the Browns' offense is just going to keep improving, and I think this I think this game is going to be really good. Um, I'm, I'm, I, that's I think that's the one I'm probably most looking forward to, other than the Packers game. Ever all the other games, I really the the matchups aren't that great. Buccaneers, Eagles, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a good one for sure. Um, but everybody, all the other games, yeah, I think there's going to be average games. If, uh, if I knew Roethlisberger was playing, I'm, I like that chief Steelers game, but I don't know. Uh, certainly if, uh, Wentz was back, I'd be very interested in that Eagles bucks game. Still interested, mm-hmm. but I'd be more interested if Wentz was back. Um, so probably considering the health of players, I'm most interested in seeing how Brady does against that Jaguars defense. Mm, nice. All right. All right. Well, there is the, uh, I hope the Jags win that one. I really hope they do. Um, the one thing you did have here, uh, the NFL had a rating dip. Well, the, um, you know how there's like market lead indicators like for the stock market and sure. for other things? So traditionally the market indicator for NFL TV ratings is the Dallas market because it's a huge market that they just fucking own. Hmm. Um, and this past week they generated their lowest number since 2009, a week one rating of 28.2. The worst number since 2009 when they generated a 25.2. So it's quoted as saying, theoretically, this could be a function of the localized market, basically saying that locally the fans there know that Dallas probably isn't too good this year. Um, But it's possible that if you think Dallas is a leading indicator of television ratings, that the NFL is in for a long year of ratings dips and questions about, once again, what's wrong. So something to keep an eye on. Um, Probably too early to tell if this is just a local thing or if this is actually an indicator of uh, what may be to come. Well, all right. So the last thing we're going to talk about because we we we're, are we got an hour and a half now, maybe even more. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we didn't cover. <laughs> we didn't cover, but making her racket and arguing with the chair umpire. Everybody's so talking about this, and now Williams is speaking about what happened on the court. ABC's Ariel Reshef was at the match. As this all unfolded, she's at Flushing Meadows in New York where she spoke to both players, both of peers at times last night. Ariel. Hey, good morning, guys. At times it was heart pounding at Dr. Chair Ump Carlos Ramos issued Serena a violation, claiming her coach had given an illegal sign from the box. If he gives me a thumbs up, he's telling me to come on. We don't have any I know you don't know that. Serena seething. Her anger absorbed by the crowd, which burst into raucous boos. Serena breaking her racket. <laughs> she went to town on that racket, dude. That was twice. 
that, just, it's crazy how strong she is. A racket, the way rackets are built now, for her to be able to throw that racket down and break it like it's a fucking twig. She would keep the shit out of all three of us at the same <laughs> she time. At the same time. Another the penalty. Time. The situation escalating. You need to make an announcement that I didn't get coaching. Later, handed another penalty. She calls for the referee. Serena, then accusing the umpire of sexism. In the end, Osaka outplaying her idol. The champion breaking down as the two embraced after the emotional match. Osaka's trophy ceremony tinted by the turbulence, but Serena herself pushing back. Let's give everyone the credit where credit's due, and let's not boo anymore. We we just we're gonna we're gonna get through this unless we pop this. So, um, congratulations, Naomi. No more booing. How did motherhood influence how you comforted Naomi today? Um, <laughs> that's a dumbass question. News <laughs> reporters. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, so that was a big thing this week. A lot of controversy about. <laughs> about this you stole the points from me uh so yeah yeah so i'm i'm a former um, tennis player um playing in high school and college and i like to see those little tennis shorts i was just saying i'd like to see him in his little tennis skirt yeah i didn't play for both teams yeah you did we know you did and you still do actually but anyway go ahead uh, I, I was a hothead in high school and I got penalized points frequently because I would throw my racket or hit the net or yell something and I, I would get, I would get penalized. Uh, I, I've got very mixed emotions on this because I, I totally, I can totally see where Serena's coming from, from a from a from a perspective of a woman shouldn't outburst like that and if she, and if a woman does outburst like that she gets penalized men do this all the time and get penalized for it or, or, and don't get penalized for it so at the same time I'm not a Serena Williams fan so it's <laughs> this the, I I don't know that the penalty the penalty was actually justified um, I think that she ran her mouth and she did get penalized as in part for being a woman tennis player and women tennis players aren't supposed to do that, which I, I don't have a problem with it if a woman tennis player does do that. But I think that the, the, the umpire was, was kind of in the wrong just by uh, taking away the game. Uh, there have been, what she said. There have been uh, male tennis players coming out in support of her. There's been, I can't remember their names because I don't follow tennis, but a couple of tennis players out there have said, I've said worse than this to many refs. I've never yeah. had. Yep. So I'm not all the time. A huge, I don't follow tennis. I, I generally will maybe watch highlights of the best tennis matches because it is amazing sports and I certainly know the names. Um, what I will say is in a vacuum, was she sort of unsportsmanlike? I think in a vacuum, yes. But um, in reality, did she get treated differently because she was is a woman 
and potentially even a black woman. I mean, let's look at the look at the mm-hmm. fact. I mean, people might not agree with me, but Cam Newton takes hits all the time that some don't even get called as penalties. And then, you know, Rogers breaks his collarbone and then the NFL makes a new rule. So I I I think um I think it's a very hard line for her to walk. How do I how do I make my point without being unsportsmanlike? I think that's really hard to do. Yep, I mean, you're absolutely it, right, man. So uh gosh. I this is a really hard one because there was a lot of emotion cartoon drawn of her, Chad. Huh? Yeah. There's a political cartoon drawn up. Did you see that? I do not support that. Fuck that. I know I haven't seen it. And the and the worst part is they draw her opponent. Well, this isn't the worst part, but this is just a, a sneaky bad part. They draw her opponent as what looks like a white blonde. Well, no, it's a jap it's like a half Japanese, half <laughs> I, I don't know, uh African American or something. Asaka. It's certainly not a white blonde. Yeah, it's not a white name. Or white. Yeah. Do yeah. you see that? No, I have not seen that. It's bullshit. So yeah, so it's if, if you have um if you're listening and haven't seen this, uh slate.com has it. But yeah, it's it's uh, Serena Williams and very exaggerated features, uh basically throwing a fit. Uh little there's a little pacifier down here too. And yeah, but- <clears throat> and uh, who she's playing? That's not what a soccer looks That's like. That's not what a soccer looks like. Osaka, I've yeah. seen Tom Brady yell at people. I've seen Rogers. I've seen Cutler. I've seen all kinds of athletes yell at people. Is that the right way to do it? To make your point? I, maybe not. But is she, well, well, I, I think it's a part of sports, though. When when a man does it, it's passionate. It's fire. It's competitive. Especially if they're like good. Well, especially if they're good. But also the other thing that happened, I think it was, and Chad, you may know better than me, but I think it was in this same um, U.S. Open that one of the one of the ladies, it was so hot they took a break. Mm-hmm. They were able to go cool off. The one lady came back on the court and she realized he, she had put her shirt back on, on backward. Yep. yep, yep and she took yep. her shirt off, off flipped yep. it and put it on. She yep. had a sports bra on yep. underneath Saw and it. they penalized her. Yep. yep. In the same competition, you had men sitting on the on the side of the courts with taking these same heat yep. breaks with their shirts yep. completely off. Yep. yep, and it's just it's 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 ridiculous. They also, Serena couldn't wear a certain outfit she wanted to wear. Um, well, tennis and golf are, are are similar in this fat in this manner where the rules of the sports are so antiquated that. Well, I mean, golf. They finally some of the some of the golf courses they played at had to let black people play because uh, Tiger was playing. <laughs> How the hell? No, I mean, they they've banned outfits for the LPGA. I mean, for some of the the outfits that the women are are wearing, and it's the exact same outfit that they're wearing in tennis. You know, basically Wasn't that the place where um, San Augusta or something. Yeah, they, 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 ne- was Augusta they never they never had a a black member. Yep. Uh, oh, I got in at the in. Georgia, I think so. I'm not sure if that's it. Oh, look well, you're, you're, you're combining two. There's St. Andrews in Scotland, and there's Augusta National. Oh, Augusta National. No, was, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's just ridiculous that in this day and age, it's, it's fucking 2018, and we still exactly, exactly. There are antiquated rules, regardless of what they look like, regardless of their sex. We, we've got to put people in a box and treat them differently. Different rules for different people. So it, it, was that the right way to handle it? I don't know. 
but there's definitely different rules for different people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I would support Serena in this. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not a fan of hers, but I would support her in her efforts because the way she reacted is the way any in the way, and it's, it's gotten into sexism. The, the way she reacted is the way name a name of men in men's tennis. They react that way. They'll throw a racket. They'll crack, you know, they'll break it. Djokovic does it all the time. McEnroe did it. Connors did it, you know, back in the eighties and nineties. They never got penalized. So, especially when you get when when it's over cheating. I did also heard somebody else say that um, all coaches do this. It's not. Oh yeah, the the signals. Yeah, Yeah. and it's not something that's like not known that the coaches are there. They have hand signals that mean something, and so for this ref all of a sudden to call it when it just never gets called. Um, I've heard people saying it was kind of odd. So, um, so I think that's going to be it for the show. We had one thing where the NHL is starting back up. I know you two guys aren't really into NHL too much, but I but I want to. I want I, to. I want to learn this year. I like the Blackhawks. Training I can camp, watch them, but I don't know much beyond that. Training camp started, I think, this week. Um, preseason games start the fifteenth. Um, the first regular season game is October third. This year, um, for the Winter Classic game, that's the game that they play outdoors. Um, the Blackhawks are again playing a winter classic game against the Bruins. That's going to be January 1st at New Oh, in Indiana. Yeah, it's nice. going to be a cool game. Um, that'll be really, really cool. So uh, that will be fun. Sweet. So, uh, Let's go. We'll uh, start talking about that a little bit too. This is a long ass show that didn't really feel like it was that long, boys. No, this actually a couple of hours just flew Let's by. Go. Final was, ratings on the beer? Yeah, final ratings on the beer. I uh, I was 375, right? You were three five. Three five, then I'll go three seven five. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I'm gonna knock it down just a notch. Two beers, three beers. Chadillac, dudes. I love this beer. Uh, I'll be honest. The first time I checked this in, I checked in as a five. It was my favorite Scotch Ale. Uh, I'm gonna stay at a four seven five the second time around. I I think this one's really really good. See, I like I like the I like Cooper's Hawk better than this. I like the flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Cooper's Hawk. Got longer Projects. legs. But Cooper's no, uh, project, Cooper project, yeah. So, all right, boys. Well, I think that's uh, we're the three best friends it. that anyone could we've have. We're the three best friends that right. anyone can have, and we're always gonna, gonna hang, hang out. out. Hang out, Chad. What? Bye. Bye. Shops.com is where you can find everything. That's all we need to say. Bye, Jake. Bye, boys. Love you guys. Oh, I'm going to bed. All right. Love you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you guys.